Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. First, welcome to the Wednesday edition. Well, just turn it off, Steve. <laughs> so much for me saying you're pressing the buttons and making everything sound fantastic because that didn't. <laughs> you wanted it back. There it is. You should have stopped before. You're only making my point uh, doubly now. <laughs> oh, it's there. there. It's not. It's there. there. It's, it's gone. Not. It's... Steve, focus on what you're supposed to be doing, not on it. By the way, thank you to uh, Mary for, uh, A, finishing the show with a prayer, and B, wiping down this workstation before I uh, stepped in here uh, for the uh, News Roundtable. Good morning. My name's Quaid. Uh, as you know, Steve Bull uh, in the uh, studio. Scott Hardy joining us uh, as well. Coming up on the back half of today's show, uh, we know there seems to be some uh, movement in Washington, D.C. Does that mean movement in Springfield? There's some ideas that uh, a friend of the show, Representative Dave McSweeney, have thrown out there for Governor Pritzker. And it'll be interesting to see if Governor Pritzker takes some of these uh, ideas to heart later this afternoon. Uh, things that uh, tangibly could help Illinoisans and soon. We'll get into those ideas on the back half of today's show. But first things first, in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom, say good morning to Scott Hart. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. The Quincy Public School District has its continued learning plans available today for all students. Superintendent Roy Webb first revealed the plans Sunday night on social media, saying that while his staff would prefer students attend school in person, saying it's important families have resources to, quote, sustain the great learning and success that has taken place already the school year. Staff spent Monday and Tuesday finishing those plans, and they've been put online as of today. Webb says if you can't access them online, there are copies at all grade-level learning plans available at the Daily Meal distribution site, which is going on now through noon. Parents were to be notified Monday with more details about the plans and how to access them. The United Way of Adams County says it's ready to help those hit hard financially by work stoppages caused by the pandemic. A fund that was started after the uh, flood of 1993 is still available at the United Way to meet the needs of victims. New director of the United Way, Jeremy Wingerter, appearing recently on WTAD's Mary Griffith Show, says the Unmet Needs Fund is there to pay bills and to help those in need get by. And we will do the best that we can to, to help people on a short term Um but we're really relying on that information coming from down the road, the, the larger relief that's going to come either from the, the city, the state, or the federal government. So we can be, be seen more as a short-term um, help, um, but the, the reality of it is, you know, we're not going to be able to help someone long-term in, in this current situation. The United Way says to apply for help to just call 224-1223. That's 224-1223. You can also donate to the fund as well by uh, just uh, contacting the Adams County United Way. 
popular fundraiser run by the Quincy Notre Dame Foundation in the Quincy Catholic Elementary Schools has been canceled for this year. Organizers of the Everybody Wins raffle said Tuesday they've canceled the event for this year, saying they plan to hold the event again next year and celebrate its 10th anniversary starting in March 2021. Two patients at Hannibal Regional Hospital have tested positive for COVID-19. They did so on Tuesday. According to a news release, the first positive case from Rawls County is travel-related. That patient is recovering at home in self-quarantine. The second case from Shelby County is currently hospitalized at Hannibal Regional. They're supposed to be in a somewhat serious condition, and they are still, uh, they came, they were uh, referred to Hannibal Regional from the Salt River Care Center uh, nursing home in Shelbina. Both Rawls and Shelby County officials are working on tracing the patient's social connections and making contacts to lessen the p- potential spread of the virus as well. Uh, rather, the case in, in Shelby County has been confirmed as being a resident of the Salt River Community Care Facility as well. Morgan County, Illinois, now has its first confirmed case of COVID-19. The Illinois Department of Public Health confirmed that a man came to Passavan Area Hospital's emergency room last Saturday. Results came in Tuesday confirming the diagnosis. The patient is an 84-year-old man from rural Morgan County who's in critical condition. He's under isolation and receiving care at the hospital. Healthcare officials say that as of right now, there's no report of him traveling or being in a large group. There were no obvious risk factors or obvious sources of how he contracted the virus. It was one of two outstanding COVID-19 tests. The other case in Morgan County is still pending. Hannibal Parks and Recreation Department says it's closing all parks due to the virus. The department made the announcement Tuesday saying it was done, quote, out of an abundance of caution, end quote. They're closing down all playgrounds and removing picnic tables to prevent the spread of the virus as well. Parks and trails will stay open and residents are encouraged to use the park but observe social distancing and don't congregate. The playground equipment will be roped off or removed at Huckleberry Park, Riverview Park, Kiwanis Park, Douglas School and the Arizona Cleaver Stemmons Park, Spooner Creek Park and West Ely Park. Southeast Iowa Community College says lessons will stay online for the remainder of the semester. Southeastern Community College in Keokuk and West Burlington announced the decision Monday, saying it went into effect Tuesday and was made to promote the safety and health of the entire campus community. Continuing education classes are either postponed or canceled. Uh, SCC says its sites are closed to the public. Students and staff can only enter buildings from 8 to 4.30. Placement testing is suspended until April 20th. All school-sponsored events are canceled or postponed through April 30th. SCC also says resident students are being asked to leave by Friday, Campus food services also closed through the end of the semester. Rutledge, Missouri driver was thrown from his ATV and seriously injured last night. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, 24-year-old Darren Weiler of Rutledge was rushed to Scotland County Hospital in Memphis. He was driving his ATV on a Scotland County road near Gorin when he lost control. The ATV hit a tree and flipped, throwing Weiler. And Quincy police say they don't know who shot a man last night, but they say the shooting was not a random act. Quincy police and ambulance crews were called to 10th and Main just after 10 o'clock last night. They found a 44-year-old man there who had a gunshot wound to his leg. That injury was described as serious. The man is being treated at Blessing Hospital. Quincy police say they continue to investigate and that no arrests have been made. That's a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and on our social media pages including both Twitter and Facebook. All right, thank you very much, sir. Mm -hmm. Point of note for the uh, show, you mentioned the uh, two cases in Hannibal. Uh, We have scheduled for tomorrow uh, Senator Cindy Laughlin. 
to join us to talk about uh, COVID-19 in the Show Me stage. She'll be joining us from, I believe, Jefferson City, but she may back, be back at home uh, okay. by now. But she'll be joining us on uh, tomorrow's show. Thank you very much. Coming mm-hmm. up, uh, as uh, we try and uh, move forward and figure out what that looks like in the coming weeks, what could the governor uh, be doing uh, and our uh, legislative leaders uh, be doing to help us get forward quicker uh, with fighting this virus and helping each other uh, get back to quote-unquote normal? We'll talk about uh, some ideas when we come back on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Oh, round of applause. Wait a minute, is that rain? Oh, it's, it's applause. This song would have so many misheard lyrics. Alright, you know how to do it, kids. We're playing How Old's That Artist? Sir uh, Reginald Dwight. Yep. What do you think? Having a birthday today, apparently. Uh, the co owner of the English football team, Watford. Watford. Yes, His sir. Boyhood home. Uh, he has a stand named yes. uh, after them, the, yeah. the Sir Elton John stand, yes. I, I believe. And I don't know which direction it is. It's just that's what it's <laughs> called. They, they don't have directions. They they are named after uh, people. So Elton John, having a birthday. he's over 70. So I'm going to say 76. This just popped in my mind. I have no basis for it. I'm going to say 78. No, you're both wrong. 73. Oh. Wow! Okay. We sure he's not lying about that? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he if he fudged on that number. <laughs> I'm well, he made a big deal about his 70th, and that was three years ago. So I'm, yeah. I'm okay. going to get yeah. on the psychic hotline and talk to his mom. <laughs> Welcome back to the News Roundtable Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It is 1019. Uh, Governor Pritzker in his uh, daily updates uh, talking and has his uh, team with him uh, to talk about uh, how Illinois uh, is dealing with the COVID-19 situation. Predominantly Cook County carrying the uh, brunt of the virus uh, here in the land of Lincoln. Uh, Governor Pritzker still looking uh, at D.C. and saying, uh, hey, can you can you help a brother out? But then yesterday, Representative David McSweeney, uh, uh, guest on this show many times, uh, jumped up to say there are things that we can do in this state. And he encouraged uh, Governor Pritzker to call an emergency session of the General Assembly. Now, the General Assembly uh, was essentially canceled and then it was postponed but then it was canceled uh for this spring because well social distancing uh david mcsweeney says that uh the governor can call an emergency session to one move the illinois tax filing deadline to july 15th to mirror the federal uh tax deadline being moved uh, to there which is uh probably a good idea because you're putting illinoisans in a in a squeeze if they if you don't so that seems like a, a layup uh mcsweeney also says 
that uh, we could mandate property tax levy reductions. I wonder if that was part of uh, what the task force came up with. Uh, remember the giant 88-member, seven-subcommittee task force. And his third idea was uh, we can cut the sales tax rate. He says we need to help uh, Illinois citizens. These are things that uh, Governor Pritzker could do or at least begin uh, doing, put some momentum uh, in that direction and, and concerning the, uh, the tax deadline. Yeah, that's probably a, an easy one to, to jump right on. I mean, if we don't move that deadline to July 15th, the way the federal one is, if we haven't already done our taxes or don't have them done by April 15th, are we then facing fines in Illinois, even though the federal deadline isn't until July? That's the position. And I don't know that a lot of people are focused on that uh, right now, but April 15th isn't that far away. And the thing is, Governor Pritzker cannot make that decision unilaterally. It's up to the General Assembly. And so bring, you know, at least uh, begin the conversation of uh, making this happen. You've got, uh, you know, three weeks until you get to that uh, April 15th uh, line at this point in time where you're going to have a lot of Illinoisans who perhaps haven't done their taxes yet and aren't thinking, you know, may not realize that just because the federal government moved it to July, the state has not as of yet. Um, interestingly, uh, there is a massive, and I don't even think massive covers it, uh, a $2 trillion uh, stimulus uh, package that looks like it's going to get voted on later this afternoon uh, in Congress in, in D.C. One of the things, uh, it'll be interesting to see what's included in that huge uh, bill, because a couple of days ago, uh, Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas was blasting the Democrats who were negotiating behind closed doors for all types of uh, specific gimmies. And he said that uh, Senator Durbin was trying to get uh, bailout money for the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois, simply because we've uh, we're in a situation where, uh, fiscally, we're upside down. Now, there's a part of me that's kind of like, well, I get it. This is a, a Senator Durbin sees an opportunity. If uh, money's going to get uh, stimulated and handed out, perhaps we could get some of that. But that's not essentially what this is for. That's a separate problem. Now, does it compound into the first one? Yes. But it, ultimately, it is a separate problem that structurally needs to be fixed not uh, fixed by a giant stimulus via D.C. There's a, a larger political fight to be had there uh, to fix this. One of the things, and we talked about this briefly yesterday, that you heard Governor Pritzker uh, allude to is we need more PPEs. We're looking to the feds for PPEs. Uh, ultimately, I think that, and President Trump has put it on the governors, hey, don't stick us in the middle of these negotiations, and it is a sticky wicket. And I understand the governor's position of we don't want to have to be bidding for these items against other uh, states, much less other countries. Uh, essentially, though, this isn't, uh, you know, the Minecraft, the coronavirus edition, or the Sims coronavirus edition, where you click Control-Y and poof, You've got a warehouse full of PPEs or Control X, and poof, you've got a factory that all of a sudden makes PPEs. It doesn't work that way. But I, but I want diamond armor, Quinn. 
That's the ultimate. And and and, and it kind of speaks to uh, our our society. Uh, and in all honesty, I've never played uh, Sims or, or or Minecraft. But uh, in and I know it's not a perfect analogy, uh, but it's it, one that popped into my head. Governor Pritzker is is as close to being player one as it gets at, at this point in time. It can't happen. Click Zoom. It just can't. Uh, this is a consequence of our uh, amazing society uh, that essentially provides our desires at the click of a button. We're spoiled uh, in that way, but this can't happen, click Zoom. But the conversation about transitioning to the process of making it happen can happen. That can start, should start. I mean, we talked about this before uh, a couple of different times. Governor Pritzker should be talking with pharmaceutical companies about having factories in Illinois for, at the very least, Midwest distribution, should something like this, even if it's not to this scale, happen again. Why not have a similar conversation with companies about transitioning into making uh, PPEs? Now, I have zero idea how this happens. Uh, full disclosure, this is, this is not my area of business. This is not my area of expertise. Uh, I know it's not going to happen, click Zoom, but perhaps it can begin. Uh, the conversation, in all honesty, should have already uh, begun. Now, business owners uh, who may have an angle on this type of a thing or know somebody who may have an angle on uh, producing uh, PPEs, and, and by that I mean in-state, I'm thinking Illinois here, uh, you don't necessarily have to wait for Governor Pritzker to reach out to you. Uh, communication works uh, two ways. If you have an idea on how to make this happen, uh, please reach out uh, to the governor and or uh, his staff. I imagine at this point in time his brain sounds like a beehive, and I can't blame him for that. Uh, he's getting it from a, a lot of different directions. Um, yes, he does come from the private sector, and I would uh, think that he would have a better sense of this than somebody who is a career politician. But again, in this moment in time, uh, his brain very much has a scribble over it, and I get it. If you can figure out how to put those pieces together or know some people how to make that, but please reach out to the governor and begin that conversation. I, I thought that the public-private partnerships would be what Governor Pritzker would hang his hat on. I, I want to say this goes back a year ago or so. We talked that uh, this might be an area that he might lean on to try and kickstart uh, the Illinois uh, economy. Uh, like I said, especially coming from the private sector. But it, but in this moment, a, a moment that's that's tailor made. Uh, for the public-private uh, partnerships, uh, I'm curious as to why he hasn't even uh, alluded to it. Uh, also, uh, as the number of cases in Cook County uh, are will probably go over 1,200 uh, today, and you look at uh, Lake County and DuPage County, with the are the only other counties in the land of Lincoln with triple-digit cases. Um, every place else, for the most part. If it's growing, it's growing slowly or it's stagnant. Most counties in Illinois still don't have uh, any uh, confirmed cases. One of the areas that I think uh, people might start asking Governor Pritzker about is uh, travel restrictions around Chicago, around Cook County, around Lake and DuPage County. Uh, it's an interesting conversation. Again, I don't have answers for that, but along those lines... Uh, hey, rest of Illinois, we might, maybe, might get a quick peek at what life would be like uh, without Chicago. 
maybe just to peak. Where's by the way, where's Dr. Robert Marshall uh, on all of this? Uh, things uh, there are things that uh, can be done, and the governor most certainly can have uh, in effect leadership and politics can be two separate things. Uh, politically pointing to D.C. and saying, do your job, is telling everybody, I can't, and I don't know how. I'd rather have somebody else be responsible. Politically, this hands power to someone else. And when we get on the other side of this, how then do you stand back up and say, okay, I'll take it from here? At that point, you've become politically impotent, and you did it to yourself. Conversations. We're waiting, and we're listening. We'll be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.